It is another Locked On NFL Thursday show, but it's not just any Thursday show, baby. It is draft day. The 2022 NFL draft is here. And on today's show, we're going to talk everything draft. We're going to start with a little back and forth top 10 mock draft. How do me and Alex think the top 10 picks in this year's draft are going to work out? Then we're going to examine some perfect combinations, matching players with teams to create the perfect fit possible. And we'll round out the show talking about some players who won't go in round one that should and some players who will go in round one that maybe shouldn't. All of that and much more on an NFL Draft Preview edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's roll. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Football fans, it is another Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland, here with my co-host, Alex Clancy. You can catch me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans or on the Locked On Titans Podcast. Catch Alex at Clancy's Corner on Twitter or the Locked On Cardinals Podcast. Uh, we want to thank you guys for making the Locked On NFL Podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. You're going to find the Locked On NFL Podcast everywhere and always free. And boy, do we have a ton of fantastic content for you this draft weekend. Obviously, make sure you're listening to all of the local shows. Locked On Cardinals, Locked On Titans, Locked On Jags, Locked On Lions. I mean, every show, the local experts are going to be breaking down all these draft picks like nobody else can. And make sure that you check out the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube channel for live draft coverage all three days throughout the weekend. But with all that being said, time to dive into today's show. And Alex, we're going to start with a little top 10 mock draft. The first top 10 picks are uh, going to be pretty interesting to see how they play out. A lot of good talent on defense, the wide receivers, how will things go? So we'll take a little crack at what we think might happen here. And Alex, if you would go ahead and start us off with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, it's interesting. I'm going to heart, I'm going to take one of my favorite hosts on the Lockdown NFL platform and give oh, him yeah. some props. Tony Wiggins had this yep. during our mock draft, which started a week ago. If not, mm-hmm. but he had this guy way before for the Jacksonville Jaguars going number one overall, and I'm going to stick with him. Trayvon Walker, li- defensive lineman, Georgia. You know. Tony Wiggins is more in tune with his team than a lot of people on this yeah. planet. And yes. I give him, and I know we have to rapid fire this, Trayvon Walker, number one, and I am harnessing my inner Tony Wiggins with that pick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wig is absolutely one of the best. He hosts the Tuesday sh- or the Wednesday show. It came on before us. Uh, locked on Jags. He really, Alex is right, he really knows what they're doing and what's going on in the building. So check that out uh, to get some insight on the first pick. I'm going to go quickly. This is a run-up to the podium pick for the Lions. Aiden Hutchinson, mm-hmm. local guy, played at Michigan, fills a need, easy peasy. Now to the Houston Texans. Alex, for you. You know what? I think best player available here. I mean, there there are pundits that are saying Sauce Gardner is the best player in the draft. So I think if he drops, and it's interesting, like it doesn't even matter fit with this guy really. Like he is an right. absolute specimen, 
and Houston mm-hmm. needs help everywhere. You could draft Garrett Wilson here. They need help everywhere. Yes. But yeah. but I would take Sauce Gardner as best player available for the Texans because they do have holes everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think that's a bad pick and some people are talking about, you know, Stingley being a possibility for him. So, so uh, I've seen pretty much it's Sauce, maybe Kayvon Thibodeau, maybe uh uh Ikonwu, uh, maybe Derek Stingley, but I, I agree with you. I think Sauce Gardner is absolutely fantastic. Uh, pick number four, the New York Jets. For me, I am going to go with uh, Iki Akonwu, the offensive tackle out of NC State. I think he could play some guard if you needed him to. He could move right in uh, at left tackle or right tackle right now for the Jets, depending on what happens with Makai Becton, of course, if they want to move on from him, then they have the ability to do so. If they just want to have the best offensive line possible for their young quarterback, then I would do that as well. So uh, Ike Akamwu, uh, Akonwu is going to be uh, my selection at four for the Jets. Yeah, um, if you're going to find out anything about Daniel Jones, you're going to protect him. So five, I'm mm-hmm. taking Evan Neal out of Alabama. Yep. Like Evan Neal was looked at as the number one overall pick for a while early on. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I mean, things obviously change and move and whatever. And um, obviously this is before Senior Bowl and, and, and the Combine and everything. But I'm taking Evan Neal. It didn't work with Nate Solder when he came over from New England. Right. Let's see if Evan Neal from Alabama, he's a dude that's he's used to winning, he's used to producing, and I think that they need that desperately uh, in East Rutherford. So I'm taking uh, Evan Neal for the Giants. Yeah, and I think the new organization, GM Joe Shane and and head coach Brian Dable, I think they know that. Most of the rumors are, you know, they're interested in Amon Gardner, all that, but Sauce Gardner, I guess, is the more fun name. Mm-hmm. But I, I think most of what I've seen is the Giants are going to try to take their tackle of choice at number five and move on. Number six for me, Carolina, same thing. I got to take the offensive lineman. I don't think any of the quarterbacks are worth being taken right here. We'll maybe hit on that a little bit more at the end of the show in our who should go in the first round but won't and who shouldn't go in the first round but will segment. But uh, for this, you got to you gotta protect whoever's going to be the quarterback, which I think will be Jimmy Garoppolo at the end of the day. And I'm taking Charles Cross the pass-protecting specialist offensive tackle out of Ole Miss. I think he slides in at left tackle day one for the Panthers, and they've been searching for that for quite some time. Yeah, and you know what? If I'm going, I I agree with you. I think that's a good pick. I'm going to go seven here with the Giants back on the clock. Like, if they don't trade out of this pick, like, who knows what they want to do? They have four and they have five and seven. Who knows? Crazier things have happened. This is a hot spot for a team to move up to draft a wide receiver to, to uh, leapfrog another team like the Jets who are drafting later that will probably draft a wide receiver in that spot. Mm-hmm. They have skill position players in New York. Yeah, yes. They do. They may not be healthy, and Kadarius Tony may not be on the roster. They got skill position players. The, the, fact, the fact that Kayvon Thibodeau drops this low when he was looked at as potentially the number one overall pick with injury concerns, yeah. he, he sat out a lot last year. For Oregon, Kevon Thibodeau is a home run here for an edge rusher at seven. You draft an offensive lineman at five at Evan Neal and Kevon Thibodeau at seven. You hit two big check marks to go along with Daniel Jones and all the skill position players. I mean, that would be just a phenomenal draft for Kevon Thibodeau. Is just that X factor guy. Is he going to go three to Houston? Is he going to go four? Is he going to go seven? Is he going to go? I mean. There's just so many options there. But next, the Atlanta Falcons with all those guys off the board. So I know, I know that the popular pick would be to take a wide receiver here for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's depth at wide receiver in the second round on day sure. two. I think you could get a solid wide receiver 
Atlanta has, I, I believe, like pick 50. Uh, so they can move up and make some plays and, and get a guy that they really like. But I don't think that they're I don't think that they're close to a wide receiver helping their team. Hmm. I, I you're gonna have Marcus Mariota. Maybe you take Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, Sam Howell, something like that in the second round. I don't think that's going to do enough to improve the team. What I think will help is an edge rusher and a guy like Jermaine Johnson who can do it all. He can drop back. He can play the run. He can rush the passer. Fits perfectly in DNP's defense, which obviously I know a little bit about from covering the Titans in his time there. I think uh, Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher, would be the pick for the Falcons at number eight in this scenario. So Yeah, and this is the I'm beginning at. of the rebuild of the Seattle Seahawks. Derek Stingley is being your CB1 moving forward at nine. And yep. I mean, again, he could go top three. Like what we saw with J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertain last year, and then Caleb mm-hmm. Farley would have been up there if he didn't have the back concerns. Obviously, he landed in your backyard in Nashville. But Derek Stingley right. here, if he drops to nine, it shows how potent non-quarterback and non-wide receiver positions are through the, first, through the top mm-hmm. ten. So Derek Stingley from LSU coming in to be the CB1 of the future for the Seahawks. Home run here for them. Yeah, I, th- I think, it, just in my opinion, the trenches are less variable. Like, with skill right. position players, the speed, them going against different competition, the level of athlete that they're going against all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, systems and college offenses are just insane when it comes to position or skill position players. So to me, if a guy is a great blocker at Alabama in college or a great blocker here or a great pass rusher in a big time conference, I believe that that's going to translate. So yeah, I'm with you there. And I think there will be an emphasis on the trenches early. The last pick that we have here is pick 10. Uh, It is for me, it is the New York Jets. And if I remember correctly earlier, uh, I went a Conwu for the Jets so I will follow that up, and I'll go Drake London for mm-hmm. the Jets at 10. So they get at Conwu to play offensive line. They get Drake London, the big-bodied wide receiver, to fit with Elijah Moore, the smaller, speedier wide receiver. I think the Jets would be very happy with that outcome. But that is the top 10 in the draft, obviously. Uh, what happens from there, the trades. I think there's going to be a lot of trades in that uh, early teens area right after the top 10. So that's our top 10 for right now. We're going to move into a conversation about perfect fits between player and team in the first round, getting you guys ready for the first round of the NFL draft taking place tonight. Before we get into the next part of our show, I do want to tell you guys about BlueNile.com. If you're looking for something to get that special lady in your life, whether it be uh, your the mother of your child, your wife, your mother herself, make sure that you guys go to BlueNile.com. They put a focus on everyday fine jewelry like diamond jewelry, cocktail rings, uh, tennis bracelets, gold layered jewelry, all kinds of different things. It's the perfect way to give your mom something that can be a statement piece, but also provide everyday subtle Elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. So stop shopping um, at these high-quality places that don't give you support. Go to a high-quality place in BlueNile.com that also provides 24-7 on-hand experts available via phone and chat. Not just going to leave you lost in the woods with a ton of different options. They're going to be able to guide you and help you out. So get mom something that she will remember forever. Go to BlueNile.com today and Get this special offer when you go to BlueNile.com and use the promo code Locked On. You're going to get $50 off $500. This is a podcast-exclusive offer that is only good through Mother's Day. Again, go to BlueNile.com. Use the code Locked On to get your mother some fine jewelry for this Mother's Day. 
right, second segment, Locked on NFL Thursday. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Tyler Rowland, Locked on Titans. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Do everything that, you know, it's going to enrich your day regarding football. Thanks for making Locked on NFL your first listen every day. For big announcement. So tonight, Locked on NFL is hosting live coverage of the 2022 draft. Today, tomorrow, Saturday. Okay, it starts at 4 p.m. Eastern, available on the Locked on NFL draft on YouTube and on the Odyssey app. Like, we're the real deal. Like, every pick, you're going to have one of us, whoever hosts that show, come in and talk about it. Uh, Ross Jackson is going to be the conductor. That is going to be fun for him. I do not envy him tonight. There's going to be a lot of um, communication. But, yeah, your favorite team will be covered between now and through the end of the draft. Uh, It starts tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to check it out uh, tonight. So uh, we went through a little mock draft first first segment. This segment, perfect fits. That's what we're going to call it, the perfect fits. And you know what, Tyler of Locked On Titans, I'm going to go first because I rarely go into my backyard for conversation unless Kyler Murray and the Cardinals are fighting. I'm going to go first here because one of the most perfect fits in the first round is the person. If you look, listen to Locked On Cardinals, this has been my pick since day yep. one for the Cardinals. Zion Johnson, interior offensive lineman, Boston College. He fits as a perfect sandwiched upon guard on the left side of the ball on the left side of the line <laughs> with TJ Humphreys and Rodney Hudson. The Ky- Kyler Murray needs protection. Kyler Murray needs to not be eating grass uh, yes. by getting sacked as much as he did last year. You want to keep him healthy because without Kyler Murray, none of this works. You can say that for pretty much every team in the NFL with their quarterback. Yeah. Zion Johnson is one of the most perfect fits for a team, this one being the Arizona Cardinals at number 23 overall. I actually agree with you 100%, especially when you talk about quarterbacks who are a little bit shorter, like a Drew Brees. What was the emphasis they always put on, you know, Drew Brees? It's making sure that he had a fortified inside because when you're shorter, you know, if you get pressure up the middle, it's going to impede your vision and then it flushes you out. So I'm with you there. I think Zion Johnson is also a perfect fit for the Titans as well, just while we're we're here. But I'm going to start early uh, at pick two. I think Aiden Hutchinson is the perfect Detroit Lion. Not only a local guy, a position of need, uh, a kneecap biter, I would call him, which fits perfectly with Dan Campbell. I, I just think so he is exactly what Detroit is hoping for. And if, if the Jags do pass on Hutchinson, which I'm fine with, I don't think that's anything crazy. If they do pass, I think Hutch on the Lions is just, just a perfect fit. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and yeah, I mean, they need... Dan Campbell has something cooking there. It may not necessarily look like it right now. He needs players mm-hmm. and he needs talent. And this yeah. would be a, this is a home run for him and you know what? I think Jared Goff would be able to float a little bit but I think they're going to take a step forward this year. They're going to mm-hmm. infuse some young talent. They're going to have everybody healthy. Amon Ross St. Brown in his second year. Um you know, I think that and I, I think you're right. Now, this one terrifies me because every year it seems like this team drafts somebody that's perfect for their scheme, and it's Jordan Davis to the Ravens. And yeah. Jordan Davis was the combine darling. He like right. people were saying, could he go number one overall? What they did at Georgia last year was something that we don't see. Even from Nick Saban versus LSU, you know, like the six three games in Death Valley, like those defenses, the front seven of Georgia was something that was out of a fairy tale book. And mm-hmm. Jordan Davis having the measurables he did at the draft, you see him in, in Ravens colors on Sunday, it'll immediately terrify you. And he'll immediately make an impact. 
So I think that's one of the major perfect fits you're going to see in the first round if he, you know, if they end up taking him there and not an offensive lineman. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. The next one that I want to bring up is the Saints and Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. I think that's a perfect fit. You got the big-bodied physical wide receiver who goes over the middle and Michael Thomas. You got Chris Olave, the speed, deep threat in the offense. Jameis Winston can bomb it, okay? And I, I, I think that I don't think that Trevor Penning is a perfect fit for the Saints at tackle. I, I don't think that that's ideal. I think that if they could get Chris Olave and pair him with Michael Thomas, that would just be huge uh, for their offense, and I think it'd fit perfect with Jameis as well. Yeah, and I mean, I have one more, and I don't like this person. You know, I, I don't like how this person leads. I don't like really anything about him as a professional in Aaron Rodgers. Any wide receiver in the first round is a good fit at 22 for the Packers because – who they draft will need to be an immediate impact maker. Like it's mm-hmm. almost like de facto wide receiver one status. If they draft, you know, whoever, it, whoever it's going to be, even if it's like Jahan Dotson or something at 22, it's going to be an immediate impact on that team and who to guide the, the uh, Greg, Greg Lazard, Trevor Lazard. What the hell's the first name? Allen. Allen Lazard. Why am I? Yeah. The, the like Alan Lazard is like the fact, like he's going to be a fantasy darling next year, but whoever mm-hmm. they drafted 22, you could say a lot about Aaron Rodgers, but he elevates his wide receivers and whoever they draft yeah, at 22 sure. will be a perfect, perfect fit mm-hmm. for green Bay. Like it's set it yeah. and forget it. It doesn't really matter who it is. Absolutely. I agree. The last one that I have for you before we move on to the last part of our show today, the last one I have, I am sticking with this. I am pushing this Jahan Dotson to the bills. I mean, I just think it is an elite fit. They got Diggs. They got Gabriel Davis. You put Jahan Dotson in the slot. He takes over the Cole Beasley role. And Jahan Dotson is far more explosive than Cole Beasley. And Jahan Dotson, for a guy his size at like five foot ten, has an insane catch radius. He's got strong hands. He's got long arms for a guy his height. And let's just be honest, Josh Allen is awesome. But what has been the concern about Josh Allen throughout his career? His ball placement, his yeah. accuracy. Is he going to put it perfectly on his wide receiver? Well, when you get a slot wide receiver who gives you all the quickness and all the short area bursts that you want, who also has an excellent catch radius for a guy his height, that only makes it easier on Josh Allen and, you know, kind of eases the concern. So what if he's a little off on the ball placement? When you have a guy with a great catch radius like Jahan Dotson, that's that concern is diminished when throwing to that guy. So replace Cole Beasley with a more explosive guy who fits your quarterback skill set. I think Jahan Dotson to the Bills. And the Bills have a luxury pick, and Brandon Bean is too smart to use a luxury pick. Even if it is a luxury pick, he's too smart to use that on a running back. I'm not buying the Brees Hall conversation. Yeah, agreed. I, if they if they want to take a luxury pick in Buffalo at 25, take another wide receiver, and Jahan Dotson would be a perfect fit. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, that was good. I mean, uh, just see, see Kansas City with Clyde Edwards-Alaire as a luxury right. pick. See Sony right. Michelle with the New England Patriots. It's Motor never going to be fine. it. Yeah. yeah. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. Tyler Rowland locked on Titans. We make up Locked on NFL Thursday. Thanks for making Locked on NFL your first listen each and every day. Again, live draft coverage starting tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Locked on NFL no Draft YouTube channel and on the Odyssey app. Coming up next. Some players that are in the first, they're going to be drafted in the first round, shouldn't be, and some that will drop to the second round for varying reasons should be first-round picks. 
We're going to talk about both next. Locked on NFL first, betonline.net. There's your number one source for all your betting, stats, and sports info, everything. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your, your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, more, whatever. BetOnline.net's got you covered. Go to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, bringing us back in here for the final segment of our NFL Draft Preview Locked on NFL Podcast. We are going to talk about some players who should go in the first round that might not, and some players that will go in the first round that maybe shouldn't. Before we get into it, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on NFL Podcast your first listen every day. We're going to have incredible draft coverage. Alex just told you about it again. I'm going to remind you again, live draft coverage on the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube channel. All of the Locked On local experts are going to be involved. You're going to have analysis from Ryan Tracy and Eric Crocker from Locked On NFL Draft. Peacock and Williamson are going to be giving their analysis as well with a bunch of other stuff mixed in. And, of course, the captain of it all, Ross Jackson, who will be doing a great job leading the ship. But uh, with that being said, get into more draft content here. Uh, Alex, you usually propose the third segment. You proposed... A portion of this segment earlier today. I'm sure you had somebody in mind. So, uh, which one are you going with first? Guys who will go in the first that shouldn't, or guys that should go in the first that won't? Guy that should go in the first, but won't. Chris Ojabo. Here's oh, the thing. Okay. Yes, there was that terrible video of him popping his Achilles and nobody helping him. Yeah, like that for, was for so many different reasons. What a terrible video to go viral. Okay. Number one. Number two, this dude is going to be a dude for 12 years in the NFL. So for somebody that's in the mid to late 20s, that's like, you know what? We can punt on our first round pick this year to have mm-hmm. a stud next year. Should yeah. draft him. Somebody should draft him. Kansas City with their draft picks Kansas should City. draft him. Yep, but he's probably going to drop to the second round, and the first pick of the second round, you're going to look at that and be like, "What?" So I he I think he'll go to the second round. It should be a first round pick, regardless of injury. If Jameson Williams is ready to roll with an ACL, and I know it's different, and I know it was like a month or six weeks right. more recently, but still, look at what happened with with Cam Akers last year. Things are different in the medical world yep. now. Yep, I agree with you, and I think that a team like Green Bay with Mm. Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary may even be willing to do that. And if he gets into the 30s, like like we're saying right here, and he's not taken in the first round, I think if the Jets go the way that our draft went with Ekonwu and Drake London, I think picking up a job of the Jets are, are looking to get better, but no one's expecting them to be a contender next year, so they have time to wait. And if the Lions want to double down on pass rush, then that would make sense for them at 32 or 34 as well. But uh, I'm going to go at it from a different angle. And I'm going to go with a guy who probably will be picked in the first round that I think should not go in the first round. It's Kenny Pickett. I, I I don't see it. Andy Dalton was taken in the second round. 
Uh, a guy like Colin Kaepernick was taken in the second round. Jimmy G was taken in the second round. And that's what kind of guy I think Kenny Pickett is. Uh, I don't think that he's worth a first-round pick. I think uh, he's the type of guy, you know, my neck of the woods, Ryan Tannehill. You got a quarterback like Ryan Tannehill, you have to have an elite roster around him for him to give you enough to win a Super Bowl. Kenny Pickett is one of those guys at his best. He's going to be Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill in that mode. And if you're taking a quarterback like that, yeah, in their rookie contract, maybe you can build a team that's so good around him. But the problem is, if you're using your first-round pick on Kenny Pickett, then your team is missing out on one of the people to bolster the roster that you need to be great around a guy like Kenny Pickett. So I just don't think that Kenny Pickett is worth a first-round pick. If you want a guy like Kenny Pickett, he should go in the second round, and you should use your first-round pick on a guy who can elevate him because he's not going to elevate anybody else. So I I would take Desmond Ritter. I would take Matt Corral over Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis over Kenny Pickett. I think any of those quarterbacks could go in the first round, especially late, uh, you know, Willis 20, maybe Ritter at 26, Seattle trading up for Crow. That would all be more plausible to me than somebody reaching for Kenny Pickett in the first. I don't yeah, believe in him. And, and you know, and that's a really good point. And, and this is kind of, we're reverting back, at least this year. This is a 2006 draft. What we're seeing, 2006 yes. is a bad uh, year, I think that was Reggie Bush and Vince Young, mm-hmm. I think. But th- maybe right that's a bad... But still, Mario Williams went first overall that year. If that was 2006. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. We're seeing people needing quarterbacks and looking at who the best is on the board and saying, you know what? This person's going to work out. And Kenny Pickett's one of them. And I agree with you. I mean, Malik Willis, you say what you want about him. Who knows? But... We know so much less about these quarterbacks than we have in recent memory because people are focusing on different positions. Trenches, offensive line, skill position players on defense, edge rushers, corners, etc. Because of everything that I just said, a running back that is probably going to have a very good NFL career that will go in the first round who shouldn't is Brees Hall. And yeah. it, it, it's for the reasons that and he's probably a first-round graded talent. And it's gone back and forth. He's a third down back. He's Iowa State. He's David Montgomery part two. Whatever you want to say, like his measurables are insane. But you know right. who's else? who else were? Christian McCaffrey. He went seven overall. He had two good years, and that was it. Three good years. He was Arian Foster. And I, I say that all the time on my podcast. People don't know how to use running backs properly now. And you have this pressure to give running backs 30 touches when you draft them in the first round. Look at Todd Gurley. When the Rams traded up to draft him there, I think they traded up to draft him at 10 that year. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, 18 it's months. Saquon Barkley at yeah. two. Oh, man. I mean, but luckily for them in 2018 or 2017, whatever that draft was, what a terrible draft. Like, that yeah. was just a terrible quarterback. Unless you want to draft Lamar Jackson at two overall, it wasn't great. Josh Allen probably would have been good there, too. But, like, yeah, Saquon Barkley is a good example. Brees Hall, it's not time yet when there's so right. many other non-skill position players on offensive consequence that can make an impact right away. Yeah, maybe not even non-skill players, just a skill player that's much more of a premium position than running back. You just can't take a running back in the first round. Nobody's going to want to pay the fifth-year option on that or tag any. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. Well, the last one that I have, we've gone, you know, one, two, one, two here. I'm going to flip it. I did Kenny Pickett, shouldn't go in the first round, but will. A guy who probably won't go in the first round that I think will, or won't go in the first round that I think should, is Tyler Linderbaum 
the center out of Iowa. I know that he's got incredibly short arms. And the list of guys who have been successful with how short his arms are, and and maybe this is just uh, I feel personally attacked. I am a Tyrex of sorts. I am not only short, but I also have short arms. I'm a Jahan Dotson opposite. I don't have elite length to go along with my with my uh, shortness. Uh, so I'm going to stick up for Tyler Linderbaum and the short arms crew out there in the world. That guy is a grinder. He's smart. He's good with positioning. He understands how to execute combo blocks. I, I just think that Tyler Linderbaum is going to be a staple at center for a team for the next eight years and uh, push him down the board after everything we've seen, the way he tested, because of short arms, whatever. The ball is just going to be snapped to the quarterback's hands quicker with shorter arms. So that's my defense for Tyler Linderbaum. It would be a mistake to, like, Cincinnati should take Linderbaum at 31. I think they're going to take Logan Hall or Kair Elam or Andrew Booth or something like that, and I get that. But uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't avoid Tyler Linderbaum because I had signed Ted Karras. I wouldn't do that. So I would take Linderbaum at 31. Um, and, and feel comfortable with that for the next eight to ten years, but I don't think he will, and I will be here to uh, to pump him up throughout the rest of his NFL career because I'm going to be right, and Tyler Linderbaum is going to be awesome. But that is our NFL draft preview here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Again, live draft coverage on the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube channel. We're going to have breakdowns for you tomorrow's Friday Locked On NFL podcast, breaking down the first round. Monday is going to be awesome as well. Make sure that you stay locked in to the Locked On NFL podcast. But that's going to do it for me, Tyler Rowland. It's going to do it for my co-host, Alex Clancy. You guys, enjoy the draft. Christmas Day is here, football fans.